Sasha, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can. Excellent. I was trying to do this with my friend uh, the other day, and she couldn't hear me. And I was like, there's clearly something wrong on your end, because I <laughs> touched no buttons. I can I can hear you fine. I'm not. My mic's not too loud this time, is it? No, you're good. All right, because I noticed last time uh, my yeah. mic was, like, all the way up. So, like, when I was editing the show afterwards, I had to, like... You're this freaking loud! Yeah. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> I can't tell how... I'm in such a more open sonic space now i don't feel as loud so i feel like i get really loud so let me know if i'm starting to get a little crazy <laughs> uh, you you sound fine all right good it's weird like this whole house is very open yeah uh like there are no doors really except like the office and, like down and like you know the bathrooms obviously in the front door so you just started house sitting sunday right yes sir so uh yeah this is uh me and the ladies there's all this Liquid on the floor. I really hope it's not pee. <laughs> you, I was out of the room for like 15 seconds because the cat was meowing. Because she must have been desperate for food or she was coming downstairs and making noise. Yeah. So so by ladies in the house, you mean bitches. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Actually, I technically do. <laughs> and by bitches, I, of course, mean female dogs. Yeah, of course, you do. And also a, a cat lady. I don't know what that is, but I'm not going to say the bad word that people want you to say. (laughs) You want me to say it? No, I don't. (laughs) But I made everyone else think it. That's the name of the game. We we line it up and you knock it down. Thank you. Yeah, I was thinking the Aristocats. I love that movie. I've never seen it. Neither have I, actually. Oh. (laughs) I've seen the advertisements. It reminds me of that movie... With that dog who's like the chihuahua and is the stereotypical Mexican guy and he has a mohawk. All dogs go to heaven, maybe? Uh, Beverly Hills Chihuahua? No, no, not not the that movie with that chick, uh, the blonde chick. Um, Legally no, Blonde? An, no, 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 it's an animated movie. Uh... It might be All Dogs Go to Heaven. I just I, He's one of the sidekick dogs. He probably talks like this. He might have been played by like Cheech. Or Chong. Yeah, or Chong. Now I sound a little more strong, Badian. <laughs> He's really st- strong, Badian. Yeah. Oh, God. Here we are, born to be kings. We're the princes of the universe. Here we belong. Fighting to survive. So yeah, by my last count, or according to the little download button for uh, the podcast, mm-hmm. 28 people listened. Not bad! And like we said before, like you and I each probably only count for a couple, so like that's probably 20... 24, maybe? I mean, like tw- I was thinking some people probably listened to it one or two times. Wow. I mean... I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know what would be better if, like, t- like twenty four s- single. You know, twenty four. Twenty four people listen to it one time, or if it was actually half that real number and people just listen to it a lot more than once. Twelve people listening to it twice, or you know, perhaps four people listening to it six times each. Yeah, but we gotten some good positive feedback. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, we have. We have, yeah. which is nice. I mean, the real test for me is going to be, like, once we're done with this second episode mm-hmm. and we post it up, how many people listen to it then? Because, like, it's kind of like when a movie has, like, a really good opening weekend and they make, yeah. and they make like, a, like, a ton of money and then the next week they, the next week they have, like, half of that money they made. Yeah. So it's like, obviously, people saw it, and then they're like, yeah, I've seen it, don't need to see it again, and then, you know, ticket yeah. sales drop. So if we go from, like, you know... But it's not the same product! <laughs> I well, mean, oh well, god, it is. It is! <laughs> if we go from 24 listeners, I mean, people, like, you know, listen to the show, 24 hits, downloads, whatevers, to, like, five, then I'll be concerned. Right, then we can quit. <laughs> yeah. It's over if it's at five. 
<laughs> we we can we can say well apparently we can't go any higher than like twenty four. Uh, so that's not a big enough uh, niche audience. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah I love y'all. I guess, but <laughs> but speaking of uh, people listening, and such we got a little bit of feedback. Um, actually, uh, I had one of my friends, uh, Zach. He's taking you to task on some of your N64 comments. Oh gosh. You had yeah, to. Yeah, well, I hate that system. What's he? What's he th- say? You you had to have known that that was going to come and bite you back in the ass. I did. Actually, I had a good quote. I wish I had the magazine with me. It says N64 is a piece of shit, basically. <laughs> what what magazine did you get that from? Game Informer. It informs you about games. You is... get it for like two dollars whenever you go to GameStop. I'm pretty sure when you go to GameStop, they throw a copy at you. I think I've. I've I had a subscription for years. I don't know how. I don't buy anything from there. I don't. I don't want to go off on too much of a tangent here, but when I go to game, like I try not to go to GameStop because GameStop is one of those places where you go to and you go in there just being like, okay, I just want to buy this game and I want to leave. And as soon as you enter, they're like, hello, can I help you? Would you like this game that just came out? Would you like to pre-order this game that just came out? Would you like a subscription to our magazine? New issue talks about this game and that game and this game. And I'm just like, I just want this game and I want to get out of here. I don't want to play 21 questions when I'm at the register. I had a friend who used to work at a a different uh, retailer that sells video games uh, that has a had a giraffe mascot. Um, I wonder they, I wonder which one that could have been. And, uh, they used to, he said he used to technically have to ask someone if they bought batteries if they needed extra batteries. This, like, to- this toy requires batteries. Did you buy batteries? If like, if like someone just bought, you know, like a pack of AA, he's like one of the, you know, eight questions he's required to ask whatever is like, do you need any batteries with your purchase? Yeah, I, th- I could never work in a job like that. And I have a friend who works at GameStop, and you know, I I love him for it because you know he doesn't he hasn't gone crazy yet. But it's just like if I worked in one of those jobs where I had to ask like fifty million questions before I run someone out. I mean, I used to be a bag boy, you know, because I I mean I still work in a grocery store, but I work in the meat department. But if I was like, you know, hello, yes. Oh, I thought I thought you were gone. Uh, I, I, I can be. No, no, no. no. Oh, where did Rich go? Anyways, to complete my story, uh, when I was a bag boy, um, you know, the only questions I had to ask was paper or plastic. Uh-huh. And what if they said, back off, man, I don't need these kind of questions. <laughs> you would have been, probably been offended or something. I don't know. Well, it's like a couple of years ago when I was doing uh, bagging, it's like, like, nowadays, like, the big thing is people bring in their, you know, their reusable bags, you know. Oh, the... yeah, I've got, like, eight of those in my trunk now. Yeah, I mean, I understand the purpose of those. Those make sense, you know, help the environment yeah. and everything. But as a bagger, those things are a bitch to put things in. Yeah. Is it because they're not sturdy, you mean? Just because, like, they're all, like, cloth or whatever the hell they're made out of? Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. It's, like, it's just with pl- plastic bags, like... They expand easier, and it's just easier to get stuff in there. And paper is kind of the same way, but uh... we will get the plastic bags sometimes. I will admit because I will scoop cat poop into them, and <laughs> the paper ones sometimes because I used to use them for textbook covers when I was in school. Oh yeah, those were the best. Yeah, I love yeah because I'm like none of that. Like I had a friend whose dad actually made him like leather ones, and I'm like yeah, but you can't draw on leather. And then you're probably going to get stained or something gross. I don't know. Leather textbook covers? Yeah. His dad, his dad was like a uh, carpenter. Probably still is, I would assume. I don't know. How does carpenter equal being a leatherman? Dude, I don't. Like, his basement. Like, we'd go down to his basement. There'd just be, like, rolls of, like, fabrics and stuff. And we'd stand on them so we could play pool. Because we were too short to play his pool table. And it's... I guess his dad did everything. I guess he did upholstery, too. I don't, I don't know. For some reason, I just got the image of somebody taking things of fabric from leather to, like, cotton to fleece and just I'm, and just covering, like, the wood that he carpentered. Dude, like, I, his dad rebuilt the house that they lived in, uh, that he grew up in, and every room just has, like, so many, like, strange exotic things happening, so his dad just had to be like, look at all the different things I can do. So, like, 
this room has a, you know, like zebra pattern seat cover that I made myself. I used eight different exotic hardwoods, you know, for these floors. That's why they look, you know, like a parquet floor at the, you know, the old garden or something. Right. Yeah. And speaking of a list of things, trying, try, trying to do my patented segue here. <laughs> Anyways, getting back to, uh, like I said, I didn't mean to go off on a tangent, but I did. Yeah. Tangent mania running wild on this podcast, I can tell. Um, <laughs> my friend Zach had had this to say about your slam slamming of the N64. He said, there are reasons to own an N64, and this list of games are them. And I'm going to go down this list, and I, and I, want, I want to hear a few comments. Okay. Super Mario 64. I, you know, I didn't like it. Uh, I, I didn't like when they moved, uh, or any of the Legend of Zeldas, just to head that off. Uh, when they made the move to 3, was, you know, Mario could punch things, you know, I was done. You know, I, I tried to enjoy it, but it, 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 that to me really existed uh, for the 2D uh, platforming. Mm-hmm. Some of the Castlevanias too. Oh, that Castlevania game killed me. Yeah, that that was <laughs> definitely one of the low points of the N64. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a huge Castlevania fan, and when I played Castlevania on the Nintendo 64, I just wanted it's like. <laughs> no, I, I'm sorry. Like I had a friend who really did everything in his power to love that game. Uh, I think there were actually multiple ones. I only know the one he had. Uh, you played as a dude. You started outside. I think it was the one. I think it's the one that um, what's his name reviewed. Uh, Angry Video Game Nerd. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, it's just, and I don't know if it's like the you know the graphics of the system or something too. Just kind of like the blockiness of it. Like if, if it, uh, like Virtual Fighter and stuff like that. Like I could live with like people looking ugly like that. Even like. Final Fantasy VII games like that, where they looked terrible, terrible up close, and you know those uh, their mouthless faces and noseless faces. But at least that was kind of it was anime style already, right. so I didn't care, you know. But like those Castlevania things, just I'm like, yeah, I'm not this. This used to kind of like scare the crap out of me, you know. And now I'm just like, no, nah, I don't want to play this. Where's my PlayStation? All right, it's well, already on. Sorry, keep going. So yeah, what, what other games? I, I okay. I will personally agree with you on Castlevania, Super Mario sixty four. I'm going to have to disagree. Well, I mean, what did you, did you like it? <laughs> well, I didn't actually own a Nintendo sixty four until like halfway through its lifespan. So like, I never personally owned Super Mario sixty four, but I would go over to my friends' house houses that like. W- friends that had the N64, and of course that was like the first game most people got, and so I watched them play it a lot, and then I got to play a little bit of it, I mean, I don't know, I, I kind of just feel like it sort of set the bar, so to say, for the N64. No, it was, and I mean, it was pretty, and I think it was, you know, some, I'm trying to think of some later era N64 games, but I kind of, you know, tapered out in that system pretty quickly, um, it, it was pretty, but, uh, you know, it just didn't do it for me. I'm, I would try to, like, jump over something. I'm like, oh, I, you know, missed that ledge again. Ah, uh, the camera spun around to me again. Oh, uh, no, you know, I just... Can I just play Super Mario World again? <laughs> all right. Moving on. Yeah, all right. So, uh, yeah. I, Pokemon Snap. I love Pokemon Snap. <laughs> you know what Professor Oak would say about Pokemon Snap? <laughs> what? Great! <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful! Oh man, I wish I could do some voices. Uh, I can do some like uh, coughing. <laughs> I can do Pokemon. I can't do. Like, I can't do any of the characters. Um, I was always more of a Digimon fan myself. The digital monsters. Yes. Yeah, they were champions. I <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah I uh. I never really got it. Got into Digimon too much because it always it played on the TV channel I got that didn't come in very well. Mm-hmm. And so I'd be like kind of watching. It. I'd be like, you know, I'm just gonna flip back to you know like Sailor Moon, or no, what what else was on at that time? There was another show that was like those. Oh, uh, the Monster Rancher. I loved that. I never watched that show, but a friend of mine did, and he'd always make an inside joke about that show, which I never got. It <laughs> would <laughs> did have to do with that tongue thing, like a. <laughs> No, it was like, I guess the main point of the show was that the 
kid and his monster friends were trying to find the phoenix or something. Yeah, like I think, but I think it was like a phoenix seed disc because everything was on discs. Yeah, but I just remember like uh, my friend would sometimes make an inside joke, being just being like randomly, "We have to find the phoenix," and I was just like, "Yes, we do." <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, um, yeah. What else? <laughs> Pokemon Stadium. You know, um, that was cool in that you definitely made your Pokemon uh, experience. 3D on a bigger screen. Are any of the, I haven't played any of the recent Pokemon games, not to get on a tangent already. Um, again. Uh, but I don't know if they've made those animations any better, but I was always fine with, like, okay, Solar Beam, yeah, he took in power from the sun, yeah, I shot at someone. Did the guy die yet? I'm, I'm you know, impressed by me winning. <laughs> I mean, all did, all, because, like, what did it have besides, like, I can kick some Pokemon's ass with my Pokemon? Cause that's just all I really remember doing. I don't think I used any other parts of the game. I never played it, so I, I, I have no I have no opinion. Oh, oh thanks a lot. No, <laughs> okay, uh, Star Fox 64. <sighs> that game wasn't bad. I hated the uh, the multiplayer because I'd always try because I yeah, I don't remember what I had to do to unlock all the dumb things like so you could have like the guy in the jetpack and you know the tank and stuff. But I always wanted to get someone with a guy in the jetpack. I don't think I ever did. Did you ever play the multiplayer? I didn't even know Star Fox 64 had multiplayer. Yeah, you like. I mean, you just like you be you and up to three friends, you know, shooting each other in your ships. Or, but you could unlock the tank too, and you could unlock like just being Fox or Slippy or you know whoever the hell with the jetpack on. I think it was. I was never a big fan of Star Fox, so. I like the I like the levels uh, where you were like going around defending things sometimes, but like shooters on rails, you know, like they definitely have their place uh, as a genre. Yeah, so that game was all right. Um, I don't remember if I ever. I remember beating it. I don't know if I ever like took the hard way. I just remember there being all these levels I never got to do, and I never really felt that cheated. But <laughs> yeah. It's like, look, I killed the fucking dude. I shot his digital face to pieces. <laughs> like, I don't know. All right. What other games? Uh, Banjo-Kazooie. Never played it. But you know what? Shitty name. So I'm sure it was terrible. <laughs> I played a little bit of it. Couldn't get into it. So, moving on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time. Never played it. I won't touch any of those Zeldas on N64. Oh, that's like... My favorite game of all time. So, really? Yes. Tell me, tell me uh, I mean, was it, yeah? Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah? Mm. <laughs> what about it made you enjoy it? I don't know. I just liked it. I don't know. It's Strange. hard. You know, you know what I liked on N64? Wrestling games. I liked wrestling games on N64. Well, that's actually that's none of those are on the list, but I wanted to son of a bitch. I wanted to discuss that because as a wrestling fan and as a video game fan, you have to admit that some of the best wrestling games ever oh, of yeah. all time was on the N sixty four. And I tried to play. Uh, I don't know if it was WrestleMania or one of the ones, the later ones that had like some of the big branching storylines. And I I don't know if it was just because I was doing it on such hard mode. But I get I get stuck in this one fight, or my current progression stuck in this one fight with the APA, where they just beat the shit out of me in, in the back room, and I already start off with like no energy, and I'm supposed to somehow pin both of them, and I'm just like, really, this is impossible. How was I doing this? You know, like or I guess that's why I stopped doing it. But. I remember. Um, I think you're. I think you're talking about WWF No Mercy. That might be No Mercy. Be because that had like the branch and storylines where, like, you know, if you lost, yeah. you would oh, go yeah. down one path. If you won, you'd go down another path, sort of thing. And I remember that I was doing like the tag team title uh, run, mm -hmm. and I, for the life of me, I could not get past uh, one match with the Dudley Boys. And I got so mad that from that day forward, I hate, I, I hated the Dudley Boys in real life. <laughs> this makes you sick. Like, every, every, every time I saw them there afterwards, I was like, I hate these guys. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but there's three more games on this list. Okay. Uh, Quake 2. 
Uh, I never played it. I didn't realize they released a Quake on N64. Me neither. I never played it, and I didn't know it was on N64. So, uh, Gauntlet Legends. Uh, I'm trying to think when and what systems I played Gauntlet on around then. So I probably played it at some point. And those hack and slashes are all fun. You know, the one thing the N64 did really have going for it that I could never fault Nintendo for, uh, it, was, it had four controller ports on the system. Yeah. And had four-player games. That was fantastic. How how that only happened on that and, uh, I mean, a bunch of, no, I won't say obscure, but, you know, lesser, uh, you know, the Dreamcast, uh, uh, the Saturn, I think, had four ports. Um, I don't know, maybe it only had two. I mean, at the GameCube. But, I mean, it's, yeah, again, they are kind of lesser systems for the ones that had uh, four controller ports. Well, I remember playing Gauntlet Legends on the N64. And, Did you enjoy it? Um, it was an okay arcade port, but... Yeah, the, I'm sure it looked like a fucking mess. <laughs> yeah, but the arcade game itself was amazing so and i used to i used to pump quarters into that machine like crazy when when it was around and so i don't know to go from that to the console version it just didn't hold up for me did you ever play not to get away from uh the n64 thing here but uh did you ever play the uh dungeons and dragons arcade machine like shadows of something or other no i love that goddamn thing it's just speaking of pumping quarters into something i don't i don't remember that at all Oh, good. Oh, my God. It's great. And I feel like it was on, like, the Saturn or something, too. They're just like, hey, let's put it over here, and maybe people will play it. But probably not, because no one's going to buy this goddamn thing. That's like any console game in, like, the 90s when arcades were still, like, you know, relevant and, and prevalent. Um, that they, you know, there's all those those commercials for the arcade ports to the console, and they're like, it's just like being in the arcade. <laughs> like, uh, shh. It's like no, no, no. It's not really. Yeah, I you know one th- one thing I've always wanted to do, and I uh, eventually uh, hope to do if I ever have money again, or more money than I know what to do with, uh, would be to buy arcade machines. Oh, you know it's really funny that you mentioned that because do you have four hundred dollars? Yes. <laughs> what machine is for sale? Okay, this is legit, and I, and I don't think <laughs> and I don't think he's sold it yet. Okay, but my friend's cousin, who owns a local gym, has a copy of Altered Beast, like a, a stand-in arcade cabinet of Altered Beast in in his gym, and he's selling it for four hundred dollars. I don't know. It's like one Altered Beast. No, <laughs> no, that that was my same exact response. My, my my friend was like, "Hey, I know you always wanted an arcade machine," and I'm like, "Yeah." And he's like, "My cousin's selling one." And I'm like, "Awesome! What is it?" He's like, like "EOGO motherfucker, yeah!" <laughs> and he's like, "Altered Beast," and I'm just like, "Oh." <sighs> I got the uh, Sega collection for Xbox 360, and it has their the Sega port of Altered Beast on it. Yeah. Oh my god, it was so bad. I know. Like, <laughs> oh, I can't even like digitize my voice through my hands enough. Just like replicate that shitty, you know, like voice uh, sound you got in Sega. The part I always loved about Altered Beast when you like, you know, turned in the crotch. <laughs> No, when you turn into the beast, it's like, you know that little, yeah, that little animation where it shows, like, you know, the flashing, like... Yeah, then you're, like, flying around, like, shooting shit out of your cock. I don't know. <laughs> no, but the thing is, is, like, uh, it's, like, they, they like, didn't fill the entire screen with that animation. Like, 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 the bottom third of the screen is just black, is just a black bar. And I, yeah. I was always wondering what was up with that. Uh, laziness, or like, yo, they don't need the whole screen for this game. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, that's a good question. Actually, there's, and it's funny, there's a really old Sega game on this collection. Oh, God. Break Brothers or something, maybe? It's, uh, but it's very simple looking, and each person has half the screen, and they move independently, just have to, like, pick up little items. I think it's probably the most enjoyable game on there, besides, like, the Streets of Rage and all that. But yeah. I've, you know, played all those to death, kind of. It has Sonic Spinball on there, but I still own that game, so I don't need to play Sonic Spinball on my 360. Yeah, part of me wants to, like, put down $400 and get that altered Beast Machine, and then just, like, 
rip it out, rip rip it apart. So I got a so I got an empty cabinet, and I and I can just turn it into a Mame uh, emulator. But, I mean, but you could just like you could buy a cabinet kit too, probably for less than that. And probably, yeah. I don't know. But and my uncle did it. I should. Yeah, but you still got to get like the a TV. Yeah, or or a monitor. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm sure you could find a cheap cheap options at this point too. Yeah, I suppose. Well, you know, we could always go in halfsies. You can pit 200, <laughs> I'll do oh, 200. Yeah. <laughs> Who's that? Are we going to, like, transport it between houses? <laughs> you got to drive, drive it down here for the weekend. I Every get... other Wednesday. <laughs> I get it this weekend. Oh, I get it this weekend. <laughs> Are you just visitation? Like, someone has to be there, like, watching me play it. I'm like, I don't need visitation. <laughs> I mean, supervision. <laughs> I need visitation. I have to play this. <laughs> I'll be some altered beast. Well, that'd be a nice gift. Uh, yeah, for four bucks. <laughs> well, speaking of gifts, uh, we gave each other gifts <laughs> last week. <laughs> See what I did there? I did. <laughs> I was trying not to go. Ah! <laughs> oh. So, I got a text from you like a few days ago when we were discussing topics for the show, and you were like. Uh, you should read that book I gave you on They Live before we record the next show. And I was just like, what is this? Is he giving me, like, a book report to do? Trav, I'd like to hear your book report now. <laughs> okay. Uh, they, uh, a book report on a book of They Live by <laughs> Travis. Oh, <laughs> uh, but I, uh, I mean... I don't know how easy or quick of, not easy, but quick of a read that was. I mean, of course, I listened to this whole Scooby-Doo album about 8,000 goddamn times. Because it's that amazing. <laughs> and it's 33 minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, I mean, there were definitely some songs I was skipping after, like, the first time through. Mostly Scooby's Mystery Mix, because, oh, my God, I hate that song. Which I put at the end of last week's episode. <laughs> you put the, I could be a star. Da -na -na, da -na, da -na. Oh, that's right. I put that one. Yeah, oh, the, the techno. You better put the techno song on this one. Okay, I'll do that. Because, oh, man. It's just, I don't know. I don't know why it gets me so much. But I'm actually kind of surprised because I was really excited about this. Uh, when I was looking at the track list. I thought there'd be more of the incidental music. Mm -hmm. you know, like, the, like those, oh, now let me see. I probably can't even think. The, the, tran the transitional music. Yeah, uh, just you know, like yeah, the little background uh, tunes you hear. Instead, it's you know the pretty merry sunlight. It's all like the chase scene song. Yeah, which are fun as hell too. Because I'm just like imagining getting pushed around on a gurney by my great dane with you know a guy dressed up as the ghost of Hyde. Well, if, well, you are like taking care of a big house and you got a bunch of dogs around and uh... tiny dogs that combined <laughs> combined voltron like would not come anywhere near they wouldn't even like they'd get to maybe the size of like a beagle or uh, like i just got a funny image of those dogs combined in voltron style and then the cat being like and i'll form the head <laughs> the cat also okay the cat is, I mean, these are pretty small Boston Terriers, um, and the cat is pretty fat, you know, like, she's pretty wide, um, and she seems pretty dense, too, I don't, you know, I haven't really picked her up, I don't know how she's gonna react to that, but she has a tiny, tiny voice, so she's, like, as big as these dogs, she's not really scared of them, she's just kind of a wuss anyways, but, uh, you know, she's kind of, like, padding around, and I'm like, oh, God, what do you need, and she goes, <laughs> just like really that's all you have to say well, like, what do you what do you expect the captain to go no yeah, i mean like i'm not expecting it to be you know like nathan explosion the cat i mean it's a girl <laughs> cat but, oh, oh meow oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh man but yeah i have uh i will admit that i have not yet read uh that book you gave me i'm planning to probably start reading it uh on thursday when i have uh jury duty oh that's exciting yes i'm very excited i haven't been called for jury duty since before i was 18 and i didn't have to go because i wasn't 18 i have never been called and i will be 25 this year all right um is it uh local court or you have to go to like worcester or something uh i gotta go to lawrence which is about a half hour away 
I was gonna say I don't even know where the hell that is. It's one of those places where I'm like, oh god, Lawrence, I know that's not near here. Yeah. Oh. But it's 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 local of sorts to me. It's, so yeah. it's like everyone I've talked to, I'm just I don't, I mean I'm kind of excited, but I'm also kind of nervous. And every and a lot of people I've talked to, it's like the the one the one thing they say is, be sure to bring a book. You're gonna be <laughs> you're gonna be there a while. So that's why I'm planning to bring the, my copy of uh, that book that you gave me. So. Cool. Have you ever seen They Live? Not all. I was gonna say I haven't seen it all the way through, and I feel like I should probably watch it before we do next week's episode too, so I can have a, a, a fuller perspective. Because it's funny, the first I heard about it um, was on an old uh, website. Uh, Do you ever know Thor Antrim? No. I'm trying to remember what the, if he had an actual name for his website. Um, I don't at this point, fortunately. Uh, it's back in the day when I used to hang around on the internet when I was like 15. You don't hang around on the internet anymore. No, no. My habits, my habits have changed dramatically in the past 10 years. I just go to like eight sites and I check them all constantly with, you know, RSS feeds. Yeah. Uh, but he, he had posted something that just, it didn't make any sense at all. I thought it was like, I thought it was something he, like a story he made up. And it was about, you know, this this guy who was kind of like a, a dumpy, you know, like a, a he didn't say he was a wrestler, but he had to go out in, you know, like Idaho or something, and there were, you know, these potatoes, and there were zombies, and eventually I realized it was some kind of fan fiction version of They Live, apparently. And so I don't know the full context of the movie, but I know it was supposed to be something crazy like that, with, but it was with, like, toads or lizard people or something. Except he had just changed it to be potatoes and, like, potato people. Is this... Am I on the right track? Is this a different thing I'm thinking of? Uh... Were there lizard or toad people, Trap? Or frog people? Well, the basis of They Live is about this, like, guy who's, like, sort of going from job to job. He's, like, a wandering vagrant, you know, doesn't really have anything going on for him. And then he stumbles upon this, like, resistance group who, like, have these sunglasses that allows the wearer to see the world for how it really is, which shows that, you know... Some some people around us are actually aliens, and when you put the sunglasses on, you can see them, and they look kind of like people. They look like people, but like if their skin was removed, so they look just like muscle and skeleton. Oh, weird. Yeah, and 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 like he'll if if you like look at uh, certain signs or something, it'll it'll yeah it'll say like have subliminal messaging that you wouldn't realize without the sunglasses on. Like one point. He looks at a $5 bill or something, and it said, this is your god. Wow, that's fucked up. It's, yeah, it's supposed, it's supposed to be like a satire of the 80s uh, consumerism that was going on at the time. John Carpenter, wow. Yeah. And, of course, uh, the lead actor in all this is uh, Roddy Roddy Piper. <laughs> yeah. The greatest actor of our time. <laughs> the greatest a- actor slash wrestler. The funny thing is, is that I recently watched that movie with commentary on, mm-hmm. which was basically just Roddy Piper acting crazy while talking to John Carpenter. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was it was like from, you know, 1980, whatever the hell. Uh, yeah. It was just weird, like, the mood swings that would happen while they were doing the commentary for this movie because, like, there would be this scene where... You know, they're, like, in an alleyway somewhere. Yeah. And, uh, John, like, they were talking about method acting at one point, and John Carpenter mentioned, like, oh, I heard you had a really rough upbringing, uh, Roddy, and, uh, Roddy Piper's like, yeah, you know, this scene reminded me growing up in the alleyways, and I I had it rough, and blah, 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 and I was just like, wow. (laughs) Calm down. Oh, uh, I bet he was pretty wild. That's like, uh, have you ever watched any of the Evil Dead um, uh, directors, uh, what are they called? Uh, Why am I blanking on this word? Uh, Commentary tracks with uh, Sam Raimi and uh, Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell's just always, like, miserable. And then, oh, God, here's the scene where I had to stand in a mud pit for a half a day. It was 38 degrees out, raining on me. 
it's funny. Well, it's funny you mentioned that because uh, Evil Dead 2's commentary track is probably one of my favorite uh, director, you know, actor commentary tracks ever. Because that's one of my favorite things of DVDs and such as the commentary and whatnot. And that's actually my favorite one. Hmm. I feel like I've watched it. I feel like I actually watched it when. Uh, my friend Nick and I were playing a lot of City of Heroes the first time around. Uh, City of Heroes uh, got big. Oh man, I'm I'm sorry. I'm just thinking of you know that hundreds of my hours of my life I sank into that game. I've never played an MMO. Oh god, it was so awesome. <laughs> Except for the parts of it that sucked, but I was okay with. Have you ever seen any of the other movies that Roddy Piper's been in? Mm, I'm trying. I saw him in a Cindy Lauper music video. Yeah, that I was, think that's it. <laughs> yeah, that was the music video for uh, Goonies the Go- good- the Goonies. The Goonies are good enough. <laughs> good song. I won't try to sing it like Cindy Lauper. <laughs> he was in a like he was he has been in a bunch of like like They Live is probably the most prominent thing he's been in mm-hmm. uh he's been in a lot of other crap like uh hell comes to frog town that's the one with the frogs in it yes okay so tell so yeah so he's in some sort of that's like a sci-fi frogman movie yeah i forget i forget the basic premise of it um i was gonna say premise but people always like to rib me on the way i say that Do you say that yeah <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> I don't know, for the longest time, that's how I thought it was pronounced, and then somebody told me otherwise, and I felt like an idiot. Oh, good. So you kept doing it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the movie is about, uh, like, he plays some guy who, like, goes into this town that's run by these lizard people, and there's all these women and he's like the only fertile man left, and he has to have sex with the women and such. Oh, that poor bastard! How did he <laughs> stumble into that terrible role? I know, right? And surprisingly, it's not a porn. Oh, oh! It's not poor porn, <laughs> like Femalian or like uh, the Red Shoe Diaries, or Emmanuel in Space. Yeah, that's the one I was trying to think of. <laughs> Oh, man, they used to just blend those into the regular movie sections at the old uh, place I worked that was a store that rented movies. Or if you were up late enough, you could just watch it on Cinemax. Yeah, <laughs> you could do that, too. But uh, Roddy Piper, he was also in a TV show, or a pilot to a TV show. Uh, that he was, um... I believe he was in that pilot with one Jesse the Body Ventura. Yes, uh, called Tag Team. They were one sexual Tyrannosaurus tag team. <laughs> now, I guess the basic... I, what? Go ahead. <laughs> okay. I, I guess the basic premise of this show, Tag Team, was that they're ex-professional wrestlers who become cops or, like, detectives or... <laughs> Something. Something. <laughs> and they fight crime. With wrestling. <laughs> With wrestling, yes. Yeah. Because when you're ex-wrestler turned cop, you gotta use some old moves. Oh, you know, well, I mean, you gotta, you know, like, hit a guy with an axe handle smash, you know, or... And hopefully all the bad guys know a decent amount of either karate or some vaguely martial art, so they can also punch and kick in dramatic ways. <laughs> Well, there's this one clip on YouTube that you linked yeah. linked me to where they're fighting a bunch of bad guys, and I swear, there there's some parts in there that are just like, are you kidding me? Like, Roddy Piper throws a guy into like, I don't know if it was just like a hose that was strung up along like a couple of garden posts, but, yeah. but, but the bad but, but the bad guy gets Irish whipped into him, and he comes back. <laughs> And Roddy Piper just, like, hits him with a clothesline. Yeah. It's like, are you kidding me? And then there's one part where uh, Jess, Jesse, Jesse uh, ha- is, like, up against a tree because, like, guy's got, like, a garden uh, rake up against his throat. And and, he, and he's like, ah, help, help me, Roddy. And Roddy's, Roddy comes over, and instead of, like, immediately helping him, he stands there. Je- Jesse has his hand out, and Roddy... 
tags him, and then helps him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so dumb. Of, cor- of course, there was only, like, one episode, the pilot episode, and, like, imagine if that show had continued. What would they do? Like, what else craziness would happen? I mean, they could find, solve the mystery of the counterfeit $20 bill. Well, I can just, <laughs> I can just imagine their superior be like, Roddy, Jesse, get into my office. Boy, <laughs> boys, I want you to explain to me what happened at the mayor's dinner ball last night. I heard that you pile drive somebody through a table. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was actually pretty good. I think I think we could probably make a couple episodes. <laughs> we could do a radio play. Oh God, yeah. Um, I I don't do a really good Roddy Piper, but uh, I know a friend who does a really good Jesse the Body Ventura. I know people who do Jesse the Body, but I don't know anyone who can do Roddy Piper. Because uh, have you ever seen that show that uh, Jesse Ventura does? I don't. Oh, I don't know if he does it anymore. I think I got canceled. I'm uh, go with no. <laughs> conspiracy theory. I've heard of it. I don't know if I ever watched it. Yeah, well, it's basically just Jesse Ventura investigating various conspiracies and trying to go after Sasquatch. He's like, I'm going to find Sasquatch with this giant net. (laughs) And old painless here. (laughs) No, but like he, 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 like, it's just so stupid. Like the reason why there's no more episodes. I just remembered is because like the last episode that aired, like, he had he got harassed while going through like TSA through like getting on an airplane and such and he was, and he was just like don't you know who i am i'm a navy seal i'm jesse venture i was a ma- i was a governor of a state and he was just like and, and, and he was saying like ah oh, it's a conspiracy they don't want me to reveal the truth they don't want they're harassing me while i'm trying to get on a plane <laughs> Oh, what a guy. And now he, like, refuses to fly ever again. And, like, the producer of the show was like, well, you know, uh, we can't really do the show anymore because he refuses to fly anywhere to film anything. So, uh, show's canceled. <laughs> How that show got to two seasons, I don't even know in the first place. I'm sure a lot of, a lot of Jesse Ventura fans tuned in. Well, it's like, I mean... I started watching wrestling in the early 90s, far well after Jesse Ventura's career as a wrestler was over. I mean, yeah, the, the most I know him from is his movie roles from, like, Predator and The Running Man. I mean, I really don't know him from that much else. There's not really that much nostalgia value that I have to go along with his name, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I don't even know if he was any of that any even that good back then or anything. I mean, I, I know he was okay on like I've seen old videos of like him. He on- was supposed to actually be. There were a lot of things. Uh, my buddy Nick can actually say a lot about him. Um, he was, ex- he was supposedly he got really upset with like him and Hogan had a bunch of issues. Uh, well, I know about that where like he tried to start of uh, Jesse tried wrestling to, union. Yeah, Jesse tried to start a wrestling union, and Hogan ratted him out to Vince, and that sort of blackballed him uh, yeah. in the industry. Yeah. So he wasn't he, and then he became less of a wrestler, I think, because of an injury, and then he was more of a commentator. Yeah. <clears throat> but like, I really can't say that his name brings up that any nostalgic uh, value to me. He's just goofy to me because we've used, uh, like, my friends and I have used him as, like, a goofy character for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Like a Laurel and Hardy type, kind of, you know, just been Jesse. You're Jesse. It's, well, actually, yeah, no, well, we did, well, we did, <laughs> we, fi- we did film several episodes of Tag Team, except it was Jesse and uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Oh! We had a friend, <laughs> we had a friend we we're just like, all right. You look like you're about 55, so here's a piece of wood and a leather jacket. Here. <laughs> Hexar Jim Duggan beats yeah. people up. Yeah, that's about all I did. Like, say, like, Hexar lines. And then my friend Nick would just kind of carry everything as Jesse. And actually, one of my favorite, if I ever have a production company, 
I'm going to take a clip of him going, wait a minute, that's not good. <laughs> that's going to be the, the little in, the music clip that plays when they fucking show my thing. <laughs> a little video of his face probably doing it too. Oh, I wish we could get those on the, the internet. Maybe someday I'll do that. All right. Now watch this segue at work. Oh, my. Okay, speaking of things that are nostalgic and not as good as we remember them, mm-hmm. uh, I believe you wanted to bring up a topic about uh, MC Hammer. Okay, well, so this guy, uh, this guy here, Trav, sent me a video and said, "Hey, do you remember this?" Or I, I don't remember exactly how you set it up. Well, what it was is that I mean, I do the eight, yeah, I, do I I do the eight bit minutes thing, you know, where I play. Nintendo games for eight minutes at a time, and the most recent episode I did was the Adams Family uh, game, which I absolutely hate. Um, and like, cause I loved the movie. Like when the movie first came out, I loved the movie, and uh, I used to wa- I used to watch it all the time when it was on video and such. And of course, uh, like I like I explained in, in the video, my my parents were like, "Well, he really likes this, you know. Uh, let's." Let's get them the, you know, books based... Because, you know, the Adams Family is originally based on a car- old cartoon series that Charles Adams used to draw. Mm. And so they got me books of those comics and such. And, uh, you know, I enjoyed them. And, and, and then it just got to the point where it's just like, hey, there's a Nintendo game. Let's get him that. And I was like, oh, sweet! A Nintendo game based on the Adams Family! Apparently, <laughs> apparently that's my younger voice. I was going to say, it you sounded like before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, uh, I played it, and I hated it, and, uh, I don't know, I was just, like, after I filmed that 8-Bit Minutes episode, and I was, like, really mad, I just, like, said, I really need some good nostalgia to sort of, uh, pump, pump me up a little bit, and then I remembered the MC Hammer music video that went along with the Adams Family, which <laughs> I said, which, which, which I then sent to you. Thank you. I really needed to remember that. I'm like, no, I have no idea what this is. I've never seen this before. I listened to it about, for about 15 seconds. And I go, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. It's just it was like this floodgate of terrible memories coming back. It's like the other day, my mom sent me a text message. I don't know where the hell she was, and she's like, do you know? Do you know if we own the Neverending Story on DVD? I'm like, I don't know if you own the Neverending Story on DVD. Like, I don't like how the hell would I know you one. You always buy DVDs, too. I don't know where you keep them. I don't, like, know anything about this. But mostly, why would it matter if we had the Neverending Story on DVD? And then I had to think about that horse getting sucked into the mud. Artex! <laughs> and then I had to think about the second movie, where there's the chicken guy and the belt that, like, steals your memories. And I'm just like, well, what happened? And I don't even want to remember anything else. I think there was a kid in the book and some guy with long hair. He might have been in Jungle to Jungle. I don't know. What about Never Ending Story 3? Ah, I remember hearing about a third one, but I don't think I ever saw it. Uh, I think I saw it once. And that was enough. I'm sure it was terrible. I just remember the second one having a dude in a chicken suit. And I'm just like, what is this? It's like the time I tried to watch Dark Crystal... But it's just like five minutes of this. No, I'm just no. This is just. Ugh. I'm not gonna doubt that that's a good movie, so to say. But like, I, I don't know. I can't get past the the images of the movie with those weird elf looking mouse people. They just bother me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This I don't know. Just like something about their look too is so. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> no, but it just, you know, like that, that whole Adams Family thing, you know, like I, 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 I saw part of Ninja Turtles 2 on TV the other day, and the only reason I kept it on the channel for more than about five seconds was it was a scene with uh, Ernie Rise Jr., and I'm like, wow, that's Ernie Rise Jr. I forgot he was in this movie. And I don't remember who I was in the room with. They're like, well, what the hell else do you remember him from? I'm like, Surf Ninjas, of course. Oh, uh, I I watched that recently because that movie is actually like one of my friends like favorite movies, and he loves the quote uh, "Money can't buy knives." <laughs> Rob Schneider. So what? I try, I go into a store and I'm like, hey, that's a pretty knife. Can I can I have that knife? No, money can't buy knives. <laughs> 
But there's also this one part in that movie which I do not understand at all. It's the part where, like, gra- granted, I've lived on the East Coast all my life, and this movie takes place in California on the, you know, on the West Coast. So I don't know if this was a real thing or if they just made it. The- Photo, sir! Yes! You knew where I was going with this. Officer, I swear we weren't surfing. Oh, yeah? Then what's this? And it pulls out an arm <laughs> from their car! Is that a serious... I, I, I need to know. Is this something that people seriously did once? They just carried oars around in their car all the time, and they just, they just like decided to just pretend they were paddling a boat. Oh, and let me let me Google Moto Surf. Oh God, it's a telephone. <laughs> I knew that already. That's... Uh, mm, uh, I'm gonna guess no. Yeah. Cars. I'm. I, it was just so lame too, you know. Yeah. The only the only other thing I remember from that movie, actually, there's two things, uh, three things, uh, is that uh, Leslie Nielsen was the was the bad guy. <laughs> Do you remember him always trying to make, leave his answering machine message and like trying to get his messages? Yeah. I don't know, like why it's such a '90s joke. I know. <laughs> My answering machine. <laughs> Let me record a message. Don't hang up. I'll be right back. <laughs> oh, he hung up! It's like, it's just him running across the room like, I hear my phone! <laughs> oh, hello! <laughs> hung up! <laughs> oh. What else do you remember about that movie? Um, the song Barbaran, because they played it like the whole throughout the whole movie. Yeah, because I'm sure uh, someone had the... Uh, what is it, the, the rights to that for no apparent reason? Yeah. There's like, we need a, like, it's Surf Ninja, so they figured, oh, we need a Surf-style s- song. Uh, Barbara Ann works. We can get that for cheap. <laughs> and, you know, I don't know what the movie studio made it, but they could own some of the Beach Boys' uh, rights or something. But uh, I, what else do I remember from that movie that I love? Um, the Rob Schneider. <laughs> the magical fortune-telling Game Gear. Oh, uh, hold on. Tone lock? <laughs> oh, you mean tone lock? Nice <laughs> <I just> try. <laughs> I know. I can't, I don't think anyone can do an impression oh. of that guy. Oh, I swallow my keys every Tuesday. <laughs> it's like, oh, good. I, whenever I talk about tone lock, I just say that he's like, you know, you have those days where it sounds like you have a frog in your throat, right? You, you, you have like a, you talk like this sometimes. Like you know, friggin', what's a group of frogs called? I don't know, but it's sa- but it sounds like the thro- the frog in his throat swallowed a frog in its own throat. I don't know. It's that's a, that's a gravelly voice. Oh man. Um. Yeah, Rob Schneider though. He's pale and short, red hair, and I mean, I just never would imagine he'd blossom into a guy who would play lots of Middle Eastern characters. Yeah. <laughs> in Adam Sandler movies. Guy's got to get work somehow. He does. Like Steve Buscemi, you know, so he's like, yeah, I'll take a lot of these, you know, like kind of serious roles, and then I'll play like a child, you know, like a pedophile in uh, Con Air, and then I'll play Crazy Eyes and Mr. Deeds. And wasn't he in Judge Dredd? He was in Judge Dredd. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why I just thought about uh, that. He uh, No, Rob Schneider we're talking about. Yeah. yeah not Steve Buscemi. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah no. <laughs> Someone else is in Judge Dredd, too, besides Wesley Snipes and uh, uh, Sandra Bullock. Um, oh, no, you're, think, you're, you're thinking of uh, uh, Demolition Man. Yes, thank you. Um, but, he is, but, I think he's in both, but I think he's in Demolition Man, too, actually. You're, you're talking about Demolition Man also, not Demolition Man yeah. 2, which doesn't yeah, exist. Uh, yeah, no. I, is there a Judge Dredd, too? Uh, they're working on a... Uh, a new movie, a new Judge Dredd. It's not like a sequel. It's just a, you know, a new one. Oh. Mm. <sighs> you know what I was just thinking though. Actually, to like rewind the topic just a bit. Please. Yeah. <laughs> um, like with uh, you, you don't see it much anymore. I think maybe it was just a '90s thing. Mm-hmm. Well, no, it, they did it a lot in the '80s too. But like, you don't see it much anymore. Is basically what I'm getting at. Is that 
you would have a movie and it would be like big enough to warrant like a artist of the day to make a song for it. Like, you know, you have the Adams Ninja, Ninja, rap. Sorry. Yeah. I actually wanted to, to uh, bring that up when you were talking about that that movie because I'm thinking Adam's family had, you know, MC Hammer doing a song and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 had Vanilla Ice doing a song. And then I just think of every single goddamn movie Will Smith was in in the 90s. Where he's like, here come the man in black. <laughs> what you do remember? Well, see, he kind of covered all of his own things. He's like, do we need TV appearances? Because I can do that, too. I can rap and act, and also act in many some, like, uh, not scenarios, mediums. And then, of course, Wicked Wicked Wild Wild West, June West, oh, Desperado. Uh, something, something. I, you know, that's more That's more than I know. Um, I just remember the part where he was like, who are you going to call? Not the GBs. Just, oh, yeah. And, like, Ghostbusters is, like, my favorite movie of all time. I was just like, screw you, sir. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is Ghostbusters your favorite game of all time? No. <laughs> Ghostbusters have never had a good video game, except for maybe the most recent one, which was adequate. <laughs> okay, yes. Dennis. Uh, Dennis. Uh, Rob Schneider was in Demolition Man. Who do you play? Irwin, he was. On oh, Game that's Game. right, that's right. I remember, I remember seeing him in there. You know, because you know who else? Because it had um, Jack Black was in that, and uh, that dude who's uh, on Law and Order, the Asian like psychology guy is in one of the Law and Orders. Um, uh, he's also in um, Miss Congeniality. Uh, maybe Traffic. No. Benjamin, Benjamin Brad. I just looked him up on uh, IMDb. Uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, no, there were a bunch of random people in that. Dennis Leary was in that movie. <laughs> yes, he was. He played the leader <laughs> of the uh, underground uprising. Oh, and that guy from Yes Minister, Nigel Hawthorne. Wow. Star-studded cast. <laughs> For such a cheesy movie. And when I say star... <laughs> I mean, I don't think the emphasis is on the word star. It's it's unstudded? Yes. Oh, Jesse Ventura's in this movie. Who does he play? Cryocon Alley. Oh, that's right. Now yeah, now that I remember he does play one of the the like the henchmen bad guy who like only shows up for like one scene. Yeah. <laughs> well good for him. Oh man. Almost. Go Scooby Go! You know it. 
sing songs. 